Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to Episode 10 of Season 3 of the Toward Light Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the second seal of factor, the path factor of wise action. Wise action is based in our understanding of the first two path factors. So our mind is set on the understanding of kama, that there's cause and effect. Our mind is also set the intention to let go, to be kind, not to cause harm. And we take action from that place. Resma Manikam says, Activism is not just about what we do, it's also about who we are and how we show up in the world. So, so much of wise action comes from these underlying beliefs, from our underlying understanding that our actions have impact and that we want to make that impact as positive as possible. The primary undercurrent of wise action is non-harming. How can we cause less harm in the world? What actions are we taking that cause harm? There are three types of actions that it's talked about in the teachings to abstain from. Taking life, taking what is not freely given, and abstaining from sexual misconduct. These are three of the lay precepts, three of the training rules we take on on the Buddhist path in order to cause less harm in the world. So the first one, taking life. Where do you take life? Where do you kill, directly or indirectly? I'm going to talk about meat consumption. I do eat some animal products. Different people have different interpretations of what non-harming is. For some people, this means vegetarianism or veganism. For others, we choose to eat some meat. There are some schools of Buddhism where the thought is, if the meat wasn't killed directly for you, like if you go to the grocery store and buy it, then that's not taking life. There are other schools where people eat a larger animal and eat all the parts of the animal because then they're only taking one life rather than many lives. This is a personal exploration with the underlying guidance being causing less harm. So how you source your meat, if you do eat meat, or how you treat the land and the animals as you build a house or protect your garden, how you deal with insects. These are all ripe avenues to practicing causing less harm and not taking life. We also refrain from taking what is not freely given. We don't steal. So there's big obvious ways where we don't take things, but it can be subtle too. As many of you know, I live in Mexico and early on, we got our COVID vaccines in the U.S. because we were afraid that we would be taking them from a Mexican person because we were not Mexican residents at the time. We were on tourist visas. And at some point, Mexico got more vaccines and we were told that it was now like appropriate for tourists or non-residents to get the vaccine. But we made sure that we weren't taking it from somebody else. I always talk when I'm talking about this, I always talk about things that you might take from work, whether you're printing some stuff out at work or taking some paper clips or using 
your work computer to do personal business. This is a place where we can look at, oh, am I taking what's not freely given? Another example is on retreat in the food line, there's only so much food made. So how much are you putting on your plate? How much are you taking? Are you going to eat all of that? Just getting clear about what is freely given. This includes deceitfulness and fraud. So how are you conducting your life? Are there ways you're taking more than your share through coercion or emotional manipulation? Now, we don't like to think of ourselves like that, right? But I know there have been periods in my life where I have played the like weak female card to get somebody to help me for more time than they had or to do something that really they shouldn't have been doing. I'm not proud of that, but I know that that was a pattern of mine. So I want to not steal. That includes time. That includes energy. When we're looking at taking what is not freely given, we have to look at climate change. We have to look at how we're using the resources of this planet. We have to look at ways that we can reduce our harm. There are ways where individual change will make a difference. Unfortunately, what we really need is corporate and governmental change. And so we need to, part of this wise action, part of refraining from taking what is not freely given, is advocating for the earth, advocating for ways that we can all be more respectful of the resources that we have. The third aspect of wise action is refraining from sexual misconduct. This is also something that we really define for ourselves. In the teachings, there are specific things that are spelled out. No adultery. So if someone is committed to another person, sexual misconduct means having sexual relations or emotionally sexual affair with that person. We're asked to refrain from sex with people who've made monastic vows. And we're asked to refrain from sexual contact with beings that can't consent for themselves. Either they're too young or they're an animal, whatever. But for the rest of it, we get to explore what is non-harming in relation to sexuality. How can we make sure we're not causing harm to ourselves, to others? This is a hot-button issue for me because I was part of a sangha that fell apart because the founder was accused of sexual misconduct. And he chose to say that the people were lying or that that wasn't true, that he had not caused harm. And the big takeaway for me is that if someone tells you they're experiencing harm, you believe them. We do not get to decide what is harmful to somebody else. We do not get to decide that. So we, if somebody says stop, or I don't like this, or the next day says, ooh, that didn't feel good, we need to listen to that, take that in. We don't need to shame ourselves, or, but we do need to acknowledge when we cause harm. So open communication and consent are key to this precept. Talking about sex, sexuality with others, with our partners, so important. We live in this very confusing culture where lots of things are sexualized, but people don't directly talk about sex. So 
finding the places where you can be open and honest, finding with your sexual partners how you can talk about things. And if you can't for some reason, then that's that's something to notice. Consent is a whole other talk, but wise action means that that we're refraining from breaking consent. Can start teaching consent really young. I saw a video the other day of a teacher who, when the kids came into her classroom, there was like four options. They could give her a high five. They could do a little dance. They could give her a hug or something else. But so they got to choose what level of contact they wanted with their teacher each morning. That's a beautiful way to teach consent to young children. To wrap up, wise action is driven by our understanding that our actions have consequences that we want our actions to cause as little harm as possible. And so we refrain from taking life. We refrain from taking what is not freely given. We refrain from sexual misconduct. And we keep all of those as kind of ongoing explorations for ourselves about what do that, what does that mean for us and how can we work to cause less harm? Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net, or on Instagram at towardlight108.